Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Modern Life Podcast, and welcome to the 74th Annual Hunger Games! <laughs> so, yes, we're going to be talking about the first Hunger Games book and movie. It's going to be myself and Tabby and Stacy, and then we're also having Brittany join us again. You met her on last week's podcast. We were so impressed with her Hunger Games knowledge that we just had to have her back. Um, as always, you guys can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at Modern Life Pod. And if you have any questions or suggestions or feedback or things you want to hear us talk about, go ahead and email us. Email address is modernlifepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, without further ado, let's get into some Hunger Games. We're here. I'm here with Stacy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I got Tabby. What's up? And Brittany's back. Hey. We tolerated Brittany last <laughs> podcast, so we decided to bring her back. <laughs> yeah, that's how all her my friendships go. Extensive <laughs> Hunger Game knowledge made her indispensable for this episode. <laughs> um, but as always, want to do a little modern thoughts? Mm -hmm, Who mm -hmm. wants to start? What's on your mind, people? Okay, um, mine is about a book named Momo by Michael Ende. He's the same guy who did The Neverending Story, really famous German author. We've talked about him before on the podcast. Um, it's a kid's book, and a lot of times when I reread books from my childhood, I have this moment of, oh, I didn't get that at the time, or these things make more sense to me. I think we all have that when we like rewatch movies. I did not have that with this book. Because I think this author is able to convey so many complex and profound ideas in a way that is uh, accessible to young readers. And honestly, this book, Momo, I like I put it up there with like the greatest classic lit, like Whoa, Jane Austen. Okay. I think it's one of the best books ever written. It's a commentary about the treatment of children, um, consumerism, the way we are always stressed out and trying to fit more things into our lives. And it's just the way he understood children is just incredible to me and it was really nice to Ooh, revisit that a, that. that's not like a big book here is it it's not like, but, it but none of it's like big in germany for none some of reason. his books are well, well this well, never ending story yeah. is yeah, never ending story. i've that's never huge. i've never met anyone who's actually read the book everyone's only I've read familiar the book. with oh, the i didn't read the book yeah. oh okay. <laughs> Everyone I know but. only watches the horrible movie, which yeah. he hated pretty much all of his movie <laughs> adaptations. That's so sad. I like the big flying doggy. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite a fan. It's a, yeah, that's a weird one because it was like a Chinese style dragon. I don't know what made the film directors make it be like a they furry doggy. They thought that that would. Uh, oh, you, oh, you mean it's like a dragon in the, in the book? book. Yeah. yeah. I thought that would, you know, reach out to kids better. Mm. <laughs> They would love a giant flying dog. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely more appealing. Yeah. <laughs> more cute and cuddly. All right. Brittany, what you got? What's your modern oh, thought? Oh, my modern thought is uh, it's pretty weird, but it's an epiphany I came to um, last week. So, Taylor Swift. I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift. She has a um, song. It's T-Swift. T-Swizzle, T-Swift, all of it. Taylor Nation, all of it. Um, she has a song called Endgame. Uh, which is also the name of the Avengers movie coming out next week. Oh. And 
The Avenger movie is coming out on Friday, and Taylor Swift is releasing her first single to her new album next Friday. So, obviously, Taylor Swift is going to be defeating Thanos, (laughs) and I'm really excited about this. Was she announced it with a, like a diamond heart picture and everyone was like oh my gosh Taylor has the seventh infinity stone <laughs> <laughs> so that is my modern thought for the day is that like an actual like we know for a fact it's a song for the movie or this is all just it's not fan a song theory. from the movie it's just fan theory it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just you know everyone's really excited it's like too many coincidences yeah, like someone like, was a, planning this there's out. no way that this is a coincidence mm. So, yeah. She's a genius. She or is. This is just a weird coincidence. <laughs> it's well, I'm both. sure it's kind of the marketing ploy. Like it's oh, gotta sure. be. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, because Taylor Swift needs right help from the Taylor Avengers Swift to sell more albums. Yeah, but yeah, why not go needs for help it? <laughs> but yeah. So how wait? How is she gonna kill Thanos? Um, with her seventh Infinity Stone. <laughs> That's as far as the, the theory secret goes. Seven- It's <laughs> the one stone to rule yeah. them all in, in the darkness, bind them. It's the Taylor Nation Stone, which has oh taken over God. the world. She has a cameo in the movie. I'm going to lose it. Yeah, right? I just never know. I will, but in another way. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go next. Me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I read this article in the Atlantic yesterday all about dentistry, which I thought oh, was really God. interesting because there's a lot of, I know, of a bunch of people that hate dentists here. I have to get a crown replaced right now. There's like an infection in my mouth at the oh, moment. No. I, I wanted like everyone to know that. $10,000 worth of work done in my mouth. It's kind of ridiculous. My mom used to be a dental hygienist, so I hmm. like spent a lot of time in dentist offices growing oh. up. Look at me. <laughs> Finger on the pulse. <laughs> but the whole art the article documents this guy up in San Jose, California, who was this super shady dentist, and he would just he would tell people they need all this work, like tens of thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. I've when had, they really I feel like didn't. I went to that guy. <laughs> no, I have I've had to have like my insurance company get involved and almost try to sue like a dentist's That's office crazy. before because they were like Trying to screw us that up. is awesome. Yeah. I like legitly. If the second I walk into a dentist office and the first thing they ask to do is do X-rays, uh, and they want to do like a whole mouth X-rays, I'm like, I'm good. I'm leaving, and I like walk out the door. Thanks for your service. Because they're so expensive, and they take up half of your deductible. Yeah, huh. especially if they can only do one tooth at a time. You yeah, know, they like, don't why? have the rotating machine. They have like oh, the what? little things they here. put. I'm in like, just mouth. do what I came in for. I'm sore right here. Fix it, okay? Yeah. If I come in for anything else, I'll let you know. Sore <laughs> subject. <laughs> sorry go on so documents this guy and this other dentist then buys the practice from him and ends up going through all these patient files and he's like what the hell (laughs) because first of all he's only making about 20 percent a year of what this dentist advertised he was making with the practice this guy was advertising that he was making almost two million a year in gross sales but it's because he would have so this guy, this new dentist, he starts going through the patient files and he sees all these patients that have had like 15 crowns, like 20 root canals, like for one oh person. Yeah, like insanity. Obviously, he's not a good dentist if he has to And do he starts, that. well, he would just sell these things. Yeah, right? But Can you imagine just drilling into somebody's oh like perfectly yeah. fine tooth for money? Like, There's all these, fi- like. It's like Little Shop of Horrors. Talks about all these people <laughs> who spent like 70, 80, $100,000 like over a decade being with this dentist this and so sad. this new dentist he goes through these files he like starts sitting down with these patients one by one and like 
breaking the news of like this guy scammed you like you didn't need all this work there's no evidence that you needed all this work um and then he, nice of him. he ends up sitting down with the dentist he bought it from who's like doesn't take any responsibility and he ends up I don't know I don't I don't remember if the new dentist or like the the local dental association or whatever like they ended up suing that guy and some of the patients are suing that guy too Good. but it's just <laughs> this crazy story but within all of that the article then documents how a lot of the dentists like beliefs we have like okay like one common thing is you should get your teeth cleaned twice a year for like normal dental hygiene yeah and the article talks about how that's not rooted in any medical studies yeah. or rooted. like there's no yeah. <laughs> 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 talks about how dentistry is kind of like on the outside bubble of um, like the normal medical field so yeah. all this stuff in dentistry hardly any of it is rooted in any hard science it's just Let's go back to the barber doing your teeth. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I just I just think it's weird. We have all these things. That there's we just believe. nothing. There's nobody like monitoring. There's them. no yeah. cold hard science. And something that's really weird today that we do is like we put braces on kids when they're like in first grade, yeah. which like your jaw hasn't even like yeah yeah. And then they're gonna have to re-get braces. It yeah, doesn't even make any sense. Twice. Yeah, there's no reason to not to wait. And these things of like you need to many. get all your wisdom teeth removed. Like there's no. Like, not everyone actually has to do that. Yeah. No, you only have to do it if there's, like, an issue. Yeah. So, I don't know. I actually, just I found it interesting. They won't let you get braces if you have wisdom teeth. Right. I, they let me get braces. Really? I have I, teeth. Most people I went to, huh. they don't do it because wisdom teeth are the teeth It'll that move around later, so yeah. much yeah. Um, that they Well, don't. I needed to get braces. I had a cleft palate, so, like, my teeth were, like, growing, like, through my fake palate. <laughs> they, they were messed up really bad <laughs> so i needed them but i also had to get my wisdom teeth removed too my whole mouth was messed up like all my hmm. teeth and everything you're a mess Brittany. so yeah. the dentist is evil and i knew that all along so no no <laughs> it was saying how dentists Brush like that kids. there's no evidence that that's like a widespread there's you're gonna have a few bad apples here and there but yes just just this whole thing of a lot of it is just not rooted in cold heart science i, I don't know i just I, I didn't know that i don't know so I love it. Stacy, yeah. what you got? Okay, so mine's a little bit lighter than some... Well, mine's more <laughs> along the lines with Brittany. I want to talk about the fact that we're now redoing all these old movies, like oh, particularly yeah. Child's Play. Like, I'm really upset about it. What's yeah. Child's Play? <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's, um, it's Child's Play, the little uh, doll that comes to life. Oh. And they're redoing it, but they're yeah. redoing it where it's completely CG, yeah. CGI. Yeah. Kind of like the Lion King. Yeah, Lion King, Jungle Book. What's the yeah. difference between that and like Chucky? That's the same thing. Oh, it's, it's just that's the, the, movie's, the, the movie's called Child's Play. Got Chucky it. is the doll. Yeah. I thought, I thought um, it was who asked Chucky. for that? <laughs> well, I think they're redoing it. Well, they're redoing it because of what's it called? Uh, the movie that just came out, the um, Halloween. Halloween did so well. So now they're going to oh, go yeah. back and recycle all these old movies. Mm. And I'm going <sighs> to, I think that I might hit my limit when they redo Freddy Krueger, but um, Freddy. because. Uh, I just don't think you can ever remake that movie. Or should. Um, or should. <laughs> or we have should. a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get you guys to watch that many horror movies. <laughs> no, we yeah. have a Halloween podcast. I love, yeah. I love horror movies. I, I do too, but um, they're not fans. No. It's okay. That's, that's not, I mean, I watch you don't the new Jordan it. Peele. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't completely dislike horror. Yeah. Okay, so I made them watch Crimson Peak. Which isn't really a horror movie, 
But when the door opens by itself in the beginning, my brother goes, oh, I'd be jumping out that window. I am done. This movie is over. <laughs> yeah, if the door opens and there's something creepy at the end of the hallway, I'm not staying in the room. walking towards That's the funnest part about horror movies is because... The- Everyone's the stupid so decisions dumb. that they make. <laughs> well, yeah, that that I think that it was brilliant when they made fun of all of that in uh, what what's the screams? All the oh, scream movies movie. where they like just right. blast like all the stupidity. It's yeah, brilliant. the Lion King movie, I really don't get because it's still animated. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm. No, I, bit, well, I don't get it. Yeah. There's no little Mowgli running around. And there's, same with Jungle there's Book. There's no like yeah. actual yeah. actors, right? And I was really disappointed with Jungle Book because they didn't even sing in it. And I was like, what is even the point of this movie? There's no reason for it. I like the Jungle Book, um, but Mulan's going to be the same way, too, where there's no well, any singing. I didn't singing. think, I thought Beauty and the Beast wasn't very good, the new one. Like, it, it's, <gasps> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. You, you might have chosen some fighting words <laughs> over here, because uh, we're pretty well, passionate uh, about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, so. Like, the Cinderella one, I really oh, no, that one wasn't was about it. Oh, yeah. uh, no, the Cinderella one was all horrible. The that they've done, I haven't really been, like... Like out of my seat for. Well, I, I really like the Beauty and the Beast one. I'm not. I love, I'm like debating I whether I'm gonna like the Aladdin one. I have. I'm, I'm kind of eerie about okay. it. I'm not like I didn't go see Dumbo. I'm not probably not going to see it because I'm not excited for it. Every time they announce, well, it, just, like everyone I know, like Stacy Tabernay, we just don't get the Lion King thing because it's like no, it it's live sense. action, but there's no it. The whole thing. There's no like actor or anything. I'm How's not it crazy action? about CGI. Like mm-hmm. I, I get it that it's necessary to add to certain movies, but if I can see that it's the whole movie CGI, it's like why am I not watching an then animation movie? Then I would just movie? watch Pixar. Yeah, like, like I, right. I like the art better in that anyway, and yeah. at least it, I can the appreciate original. the art, you know, the artistic value of it. So to me, it's like it's just it, it no, it's stupid. It's weird. It's, yeah, this doesn't make sense. So that was my uh, modern thought. All Ooh. right. All right. Let's get into the real topic. All right. It's going to do the uh, opening. Oh, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) That used to be my ringtone for the longest. That was everybody's ringtone. (laughs) That's true. Or like text message alert. Yeah. Tabby, start us off, man. Tell us what we're doing. Give us a synopsis. Oh, Hunger Games is a novel. The story of a young girl who becomes a woman. (laughs) It's like the fun music. Mainly going to be talking about the first one because otherwise it's going to be a five-hour podcast. Um, Hunger Games is a dystopian story about the U.S. and its 12 states or districts and the children that are reaped from that to fight to the death. Ha! That's it. So is it... I, I didn't actually know it. Does it... Like in the book, does it explicitly say it takes place it, it in the U.S.? Yeah, because or, they okay. talk yeah. about um, in school, the little that they learn is like, we used to be called the United States, but that was before oh, okay. the war, and now we're the Because it doesn't, does it say anything in the movie? Like, I don't it remember, right? No, okay. no, 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 that was, that was in the book. I think so, okay. Yeah. So I had, um, <clears throat> I read the book for this. Brittany and Stacy read them a while ago. Books. Yeah. <laughs> Sam doesn't <laughs> read. needs them. <laughs> And I remember when this movie came out, the thing I was struggling with was, is this a realistic scenario? Did I believe this as a, you know, as a, as a sci-fi piece yeah. of work? Because um, Margaret Atwood, who wrote The Handmaid's Tale, she has this really great quote about sci-fi where it has to be rooted in reality. Otherwise, it's just going to become like 
weird technology mm. and spaceships and yeah, and you that. see that with Star Trek the things they talk about are you know morals and ethics right. and racism and all these really important things and like the things in the handmaid's tale each of those items have happened in our history to women but not in this combination that she created for a book okay um so and you're talking about like rooting real themes in real life like uh in, situations yes. into the fantasy and i world. actually believe once i read the book everything made a little bit more sense to me um or maybe just didn't have the time yeah, to expand sure. on that because the I didn't believe that those people in the districts were dehumanized enough for the capital to do all these things to them. Yeah. But the book explains that a lot, like how they don't have any education, which is really a really important tactic in dehumanization, how they're all um, slave labor for the capital, the separation also that the capital doesn't associate with them unless they're victors yeah, and the districts exactly. don't associate with each other, thereby you can't form relationships mm -hmm. and see them as people. Um, I thought that made more sense to me in the book as to how this scenario could happen. Right. Um, and then the other piece that my brother and I were talking about the other day that is always in the back of my mind is there is a huge history of us torturing each other for yeah, entertainment. I mean, like humans are garbage. But I then also... So can see it happening. <laughs> but then also, like, our minds are so fragile, even, like, even watching something terrible happen can traumatize us for life. And I don't know how to reconcile that. Like, I mean, we're complex human beings, but how are we, how can we be okay with that? And then, but also be really affected by things and emotions around us? I think it's just us? by what you're taught. Like, if you're taught, like, this is, like, this is something that's supposed to shock you. This is something that's supposed mm. to be horrible. Then, like, then it's going to shock you and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. But if you're taught, like, no, like, this is normal. Like, this, like, and you are taught, like, this it's normalized, then, I mean, it becomes normal to the child growing I up. I think also it has a lot to do with, like, um, what you said in yourself, education, like, That's history, true, yeah. learning about your history, learning about other things so you can see the effect, the cause and the effect versus yeah. just seeing the cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're, like, constantly in society just looking at things and not seeing how the after effect is and you don't see how it affects people in general I, th I think you don't learn any lessons from it yeah hmm. so you just it's just norm do you know what i mean does that make sense yeah and i was trying to look up articles by psychologists on um torture as entertainment and what that does to us and why we like it so much mm -hmm. and all i found was on one article by a woman who's like we have all this history about it yet nobody's exploring this or talking about it all anybody talks about is how it affects us negatively Yet there must be something in our brains that's like, that's okay with it. Yeah. The only thing in the book that was so over the top for me, because it was so gruesome, I didn't see how anyone would just be glued to the screen for it in the Capitol, is the very end where um, Kato is eaten by dogs oh, yeah. for an entire night. And I'm like, wouldn't they just eat his face off and then we'd be done with it? It was mm -hmm. a little too much shock value. And they can't put that in the movie because the movies are uh -huh. for younger kids. Right. But right. that was the one thing where I was like, I'm not, I can't follow you there. That people would, Well, I it think was just that so over the top. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's those moments where it helps fuel the hatred in the districts for each other. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's there for... It's there for the, you to fear it's the capital. For District 12 who hates them. Yeah, like it, they need to hate each other because if not, they won't, they, they won't band together. That's why you have such a hard time 
in like the second one getting them to like unite because they all hate each other. Yeah. yeah. And that's why her role is so important in the movie is because she doesn't look at people throughout as, as, as districts. She looks yeah. at people as people and her bonding with Rue, even though they're from different districts, you know, um, things like that are like Cato not killing her because he, she helped Rue like Thresh. that. Thresh. Sorry, fresh. Yeah. Thresh. yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, I think that's essential in, how you can start seeing them unify and her constantly like being like and that's why the capital hated her so yeah. much was because they were like oh she's not i just didn't see know. capital families watching this with their kids and maybe and maybe it wasn't the capital families maybe it was the other districts but yeah but they're all supposed to be watching yeah. this for entertainment and also why wouldn't the dogs just eat that human being like why did it take all well, night well i said it that was, it was because he was wearing ar- like armor that but was not on his face that was the one not on his yeah, face and i don't know it was just a little too over the top yeah me. like but that's the only place no, but if you like, me. if you grow up and you don't even see these, because ultimately you don't even see, if you're in the capital, these people in the districts, you don't really see them as like human beings, right? Yeah, so like if that's kind of how you grow up, maybe it's just normal to. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the perfect example of that is when they when they're doing when they're like making them over, and you hear how they talk, like how they're whispering about her, like and she has no agency. Like, they're yeah, going like to do like plastic surgery on her, and Sin is the one who like stops them from yeah. doing it, and they weren't going to ask her. They yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. well, just and just they're discussed like and, and how they were just like, oh, we're going to have to wash her down again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just the way that they talk about her is like not even a person. Like she's yeah, which was more in the book. That, yeah, that they came really across. go oh, yeah, into the sure, detail in sure. that. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's just an inhumanization. Um, no, but like we, I mean, like people still watch football, right? That's just people smashing yeah. into each other on a what certain extent. MMA, well, on a certain extent, that's people hurting each other. Well, MMA or sure. any fight. Oh, yeah, WWE. Yeah, it goes back to like gladiators. Like, well, actually, know. the gladiators is a lot where this that that whole, actually it kind of stems I, from like a uh, Greek. Yeah, she was really into Greek mythology. Okay. Yeah, she was huge, and so it was based on Theosis and the Minotaur, I think it was. But the everybody brings up the Colosseum in relationship to this, and I actually Googled it, and people fighting in the Colosseum were either slaves or criminals, and again, people that we have deemed as not human. Yeah. So, right. you know, I so think like that, it it, that <laughs> needs to happen for us in order to, you know. Yeah, right. get that. For us to... Un- like, quote unquote, understand right why it's happening. Mm. Um, no, but when when we were talking about that the other day, so I brought up that book that we're gonna do a podcast on eventually, right? It's I think it was called Ordinary Men, and it's about this Polish police battalion in World War Two that was just these regular businessmen and normal cops and just these regular guys that were turned into like complete monsters and would do these atrocious things. To especially Jewish people, but like, you know, Russians and wherever they would mm-hmm. have to go. And there's so far, I mean, I'm only like a few chapters in, but there is this weird dynamic. Like it talks about even the, even like the, the SS, the SS mm-hmm. police, the, the leaders that would lead these police groups, even they, like there's, there's memos from like German, I guess, psychiatrists. They were, I mean, just just evaluating these guys psychologically and saying there's like, like even though they're these monsters, like they still have, there's a psychological impact of them doing all these things. Mm. Right. So it's, 
There's yeah, like such a work? weird dynamic. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? just look at our own American history. Like, it, dude, do you know how horrible California, like how we got rid of the Indians in California? Like yeah. it just basically just went in and we're like, yeah. they, the United States government paid for scalps. Like that's, yeah. that's how they, they literally were like, however many scalps you can collect, like I'm going to pay you money for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just basically who like those people view as human and who they don't view as human. Right. Yeah. It's just, and it's, it's, it's that, different. that, that inferior, like the inferiority versus the, yeah. like if you think mm-hmm. you're above someone mm-hmm. and they're inferior to you, then they're not human. Yeah. And that, I mean, that goes on in, I mean, it's still going on in society yeah. today. And I'm not trying to put all this on the book. These are really like broader questions yeah. that I have in general. Sure. I'm not holding the book responsible no, no, no. for like answering them all. Where are the answers? Something that... But the fact that the book makes you think about that yeah. is, the, is is what's important about the book. Yeah, that's like true. It, the fact that it, make, it takes those real themes and things that you have to deal mm-hmm. with in reality and put it in a fantasy world so a child can... You know, like my daughter who's 11 can sit there and watch it and be like, this is horrible mm-hmm. and, gra- and take something from it instead of having to read about the... the sh- crazy shit i had to read about in my native american history class you know what i'm saying it's it's just it's taking that and being able to teach it to a kid which i think is fascinating yeah so the book is written in first person and she did that really well um especially the voice of katniss who's a very specific character it's a very it's a very restrictive way of writing because you can only tell the reader about things that character would notice or find worthy of you know thinking yeah. about um I, this is one of the best time you know, like ways i've seen yeah, it they, done it, yes. they did it, and that's also why taking it and adapting it to a film was so hard to grasp all yeah. the points I think so too. because of the fact that so much of it was in the book was just her her talking yeah. to herself and like her thinking and like her you know watching situations and the and way she it. saw things yeah so it, i think that though we don't like the though it's not a perfect adaptation i think they did a good job for yeah. what they had you and you I mean? can you also have the freedom then in the movie to have those scenes with snow and Hamish and like all these things she didn't you can't put right. in the book because she didn't wasn't there or didn't yeah, experience it yeah. um the first chapter in this book is absolutely brilliant such a great piece of work because we don't find out the name of the main character katniss until about the middle of the chapter the first name we find out is um, Primrose, yeah. and that name gets repeated. Instead of writing, at the end of the chapter, I went back and reread it. Instead of writing my sister, she always puts her name in yeah. so that the reader, it's like she's drilling it into your head who Primrose is. Yeah. Mm. And then the chapter ends with um, repeatedly the lines, please don't be me, please don't be me. And then the la- next line is, it wasn't me. And then the Effie says Primrose Everdeen. Yeah. So you know, oh, I'm so great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so good. Like, it's just yeah. such a brilliant piece of writing because if she had kept saying like my sister and then the last line is Primrose Everdeen, you'd be like, who? Like who is yeah, that? Yeah. Wait a second. Like, let me go back and yeah. Who is but because of the way she set it up, like the chapters usually have like this really like forceful impact on you yeah that's why i can't like put it down because every chapter is like a cliffhanger where the last line is like something insane yeah (laughs) yeah that was the problem i I was in high school and i just i mean i finished the series very quickly yeah because i was like well i had to stay up all night and just read it because every chapter is like rapid fire yeah something that you like can't not know (laughs) yeah um, next thing I've written down is the capital accent, which Elizabeth Banks is the only one doing it. 
and I love boy. her. <laughs> he he does he really does his own thing. Okay, I really but it's need like to some talk. Some sort of accent, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Elizabeth Banks is really the only one like, doubling down, down on it. Okay. Well, she's a phenomenal actress yeah. like, and a comedic it, actress too. Yeah, well, and, she you know she based her whole role off of. Um, the Philadelphia story, like that's how she she played it. Oh, I haven't it. seen that. Yeah, she played it off the Rosalind Russell character in Philadelphia story. Was that yeah. Catherine Hepburn? Is yeah, that, right? that was Catherine Hepburn. And so that. she like looked at that and how her aristocratic, like how you basically like have this person that you don't like when you first meet them, and then slowly yeah. you see their character develop, and you uh, realize that they're not as evil as they come across at right. first, and it's yeah. more of just like a lack of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's my favorite character. Yeah. Like in the in the movies. In the yeah. movies, she does a phenomenal. Yeah. She's oh, actually she's like not as a, she's so much more prevalent in the in the movies than she is oh, in the book yeah, yeah. because there's she like was, she was wasn't even memorable. in like she wasn't even in part District of the 13. yeah yeah yeah. No, they just took that character and they went all the way. Well, because everybody loved her amazing. character. Yeah. Mm. yeah, she was definitely more memorable and she stood out more. And the same thing about um, Stanley Tucci's character. Tucci. It just says, like, the interviewer. There's barely any description. And Mm -hmm. to take just this blank slate. Yeah. And either the writers or the actor and what they did with that with the white teeth and the wig and, like, the (laughs) laughing. And you just can't get enough of him. And I think that's why they put him in the later movies, too. Like, he's suddenly, like, the news reporter. He's, like, everybody suddenly by the end of the movie. like the the Ryan Seacrest. Well, don't they combine, like, two characters in the book to make him? Because there was, like, the auditor. They uh, They have a sidekick there sometimes, a guy with the, like, curly. Yeah, but I I feel like there was, like, in the book, it was, like, there was two... There was, like, two... There was Caesar Flickerman, and then there was someone else, too. I don't remember the name. It was, like... Yeah, they have them at the, like, tri- when the tributes come out in the chariots, like, they have them there, and then they go, oh, they're my favorites, and then the other guy's like, oh, yeah, you I, I don't remember that guy's name, though. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> only two Gs on screen. Exactly. <laughs> like- exactly. I know, to me, the, the reporter Tucci plays is, like, that's just the first thing I always think of. Yeah, with the Hunger Games, games. Always. yeah. Yeah. It's no. just the most, that, like, laugh he does is just, like, the most memorable thing to me. <laughs> God, I mean, so even great. even like Stephen Colbert did a version of like yeah. remember during the last election on his like oh, on the Tonight so Show funny. like which <laughs> I mean just if he's doing that on the Tonight Show which is like the biggest late night yeah. show like it's just obviously everyone <laughs> obviously immediately knows who that is. Well, right? I feel like Stanley Tucci always brings like a brings a, a heat. He always <laughs> brings like a uniqueness to his role, and you just like you, you got to watch him. He's just hilarious. Yeah. I think one of my f- other favorite roles he's in is it's like that um oh, you know what the one with oh yeah Emma one. Stone yeah when he's the dad yeah, yeah exactly EZA. I know you would know yeah. she they yeah. read my mind um, <laughs> it's a great <laughs> no he's the best yeah so um next thing I've written down is let's talk about Peter because yeah. I thought Peter he bread. was Peter Bread he so was we have most- very different opinions about this. I thought he was the most interesting and complex character in the book, but I think that's also because you get everything through Katniss's perspective, and she legit yeah. doesn't know, is he on my side? Is he yeah, with yeah, the yeah. careers? Does yeah. he love me? Is he just playing like a trick? Yeah, and or then, is it just, you know, for the game? Yeah, and yeah. then by the end, you find out that he really he loves really her, yeah, he really but Katniss her. doesn't get it. And to put that in a book that's written in first person... And to put in a line for the audience yeah, to hard. get and it's not hard. the character yeah. to get, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely think that they play up 
in the movie, like the love story a little oh, bit, yeah, and like kind more. of make him a little bit more. Um, they don't really play on how manipulative he can be you know what i mean not manipulative but um they also don't have him in there like stabbing somebody to death like with yeah. the careers like they yeah really made him just you know just like why they made him more lovable they made yeah. him more like like sweet and like oh like yeah. that's what they wanted they wanted gail to be like the like tough like hardened one and peter to be like the sweet innocent one and I think that's mm-hmm. what they, because they wanted it to be a really like Team Peter or Team Yale thing. Yeah, I mean, and I definitely why. think that Peter's supposed to represent like, like Primrose is supposed to represent like pure innocence. goodness and innocence, yeah. and then right down from that is Peter. Yeah, and he's and to be, I mean, yeah. you definitely want to see him because like, the, yeah, he's yeah. the good guy that you like want it because they need that for like the character development right. in her um, to like lose the goodness a little bit toward the end and then try and bring it back. But I, I, I feel that the guy did a really well for yeah, what he I, had. For you know sure. what I mean? I like I like, I, I oh, genuinely yeah. love Josh H- Hutcherson. Like I think Josh that he does Hutchinson. a great job, but I definitely think the character development in the book versus in the movie is a yeah. little different. It was just like differently done too. I think that they just, I like when I was reading the series, there was never a time where I was like, oh man, like is she going to pick Peter or Gail? Like I was never like worried about that. I not Yeah, all. no, you like <laughs> always, it was always like, I was just like, what's happening next? Yeah. And then when the movies came out, that's very what they were trying to play off of. Like, who is she going to pick? That's like, who's True, it was with. more about the yeah. yeah and i think that that's what they were going for and i honestly just think the main reason they were going for that was because that's why twilight was so yeah successful. exactly and that's what wanted, i was thinking that they wanted to try to like mirror that because they thought they would get more well i didn't because i only watched the movies first by the end of the first movie i legitimately didn't know if she loved peter mm-hmm. or yeah. if it was for the show honestly even at the end of the books i didn't know if she genuinely loved me (laughs) yeah no i kind of felt the same way you got a very different viewpoint i feel like from the books like you when you read the books you were like she doesn't love Peta, and in my mind it was always just like uh she doesn't want to entertain that idea (laughs) in any way so like even though it was there in the back of her head by the way she would like occasionally like think about him it was always like i'm not i'm not gonna look at it that way yeah you know what i mean and there was much with more of a relationship of yeah. yeah but there was much more of a um, a relationship with um, she wanted gail more than i i think she wanted gail more than she wanted Peter. i i get like not that she wanted gail more but that she had more history yeah, with gail exactly. so there was more of like an understanding of who he was and like at that time in her life that's what she needed and yeah. then as she grew like they're too similar they're too similar you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah, they were sure. the same person so they yeah. wouldn't you know she needed somebody to calm her down and like give her like have more of an optimistic view which yeah and that was the other thing about like something that i thought was weird in the book versus the movie is like katniss was portrayed in the book i feel like she had much more of a like almost negative view of life and yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. see that as much in the yeah. book, in the movie, as yeah. I did in the book. That's true. You know what I mean? Like it was much more. She was much more. She was always more hardened. Yeah. It was always like this needs to be done. This needs to be done. And in the movie, it was always like portrayed as more of a colorful, like, like yeah, like and then like oh, but I feel bad about it. And like in the movie, in the books, yeah. I feel like she never felt bad yeah, about she went any in of it. Like, she was I'm like, gonna, I'm and she kill was always Peter right away. Yeah, yeah. she was yeah. always worried about like. In the book, she was never worried about... She was, like, always thinking, like, oh, they're going to find out who I really am. Like, yeah. there's always this layer of, like, people see me this way, but I know the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's interesting because they never got that from the movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I don't think that they wanted to portray that. I don't think it was the actress's yeah. fault because I think J-Lo did great, but... Um, J-Lo. Jennifer Lawrence. J-Lo. 
It's J Law. J Lo is a different person. Oh my bro. bad. Get these damn <laughs> <laughs> nicknames. Are we buying that the PETA actor is supposed to be able to like throw a car over his head? No, like, I don't. I'm yeah, see, he's, he's see, a little bit, no that, pun that... intended, doughy looking. <laughs> <laughs> I. How long have you been thinking about that? <laughs> a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, I. I wouldn't want anybody else in that role now because he does. Um, he does great in that. No, he's fantastic. But, but he's not the stocky guy describing. No, well, you know that originally they had interviewed a bunch of people, and actually the actor that played Cato was actually up for that role. Oh, I can too. see that. And that's, I think, when they were looking for more of a physical attributes, that's what they were going for. But then they, it was, it he was, was the, the better actor. No, it was the, it was the 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 glow yeah. and like and the the, the golden boy, like that, just yeah. like you look at him and Josh you like, and you're like, oh, he's so sweet. Oh, no, yeah, like sure. you know what I mean. Yeah. And I don't think that's an easy capturable like yeah. to be able to do both, like be able to have some kind of um, duality to your nature where you can be looked at like as such a golden boy, but then at the same time turn around and like Throw a car over your head. yeah, like yeah. I don't know, like there was the, and I think that he, the, I think he grasped it, and I. To me, the physical, like, not being as stocky, it never yeah. really bothered me because I have seen, like, really small people I also be hugely said he was, strong. I also said that he was short. No, no, book, yeah. So. It's nothing to do with his, like, height. I, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem all that stocky. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I pictured somebody different. Well, I mean, I think they're better. But they're also kids. Like, your jaws. Like, yeah, that's yeah, true. Like, so. the children. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, true. and that, I think, is all the, uh, that's yeah. what sold it for me. It's so like, is, you're is not going to picture... like, borderline superhero if he has that much strength and he's basically, like, an enslaved human being? Like, is no. he getting he's that much baker. protein to build all these? <laughs> well, that's the whole. Muscle. That's why I think you're like it. he's supposed to be like well fed and like whatever, yeah, he's but he's baking. not supposed to Just be this idea that you guys think that he's supposed to be like this. Like, yeah. he's a kid. He's 16. You know what I mean? He's not. Yeah. How did he get so strong? That's what lifting I the know. flower, lifting babe. Hundred pound mm. bags of flour. Hey, when I was a kid, I lifted like like fifty pounds, hundred pounds horse feed. Yeah, and look how, look like, how she's look like how tiny. <laughs> So it can happen, okay? <laughs> but yeah, he just eats like stale bread from the shop and that's all they I get. soak it in water. No, that's what Katniss ate. I don't think he ate. No, it's oh, she, no he, they never ate. They never They never ate the ate full bread. They like definitely bread. got yeah. like the crappy. Yeah. His parents were not like super nice. nice to him. <laughs> the dad was. Nice. The dad was nice. Okay. Is this bread any good? He really Has didn't share any of the strawberries. Let's get this bread. The fresh bread. Um, it is because actually a lot of the descriptions in the book are about food, are about the different, like each district makes a different bread. Like oh, yeah, the there's fishing a lot. district really? has Yeah, there's a lot in that goes it, into it. Yeah, yeah. And oh, that, like wow. there was actually a part in this book where the bread played like a, was it this one or the next one? It might have been the next yeah, one. Yeah, Where they gets, talk about like the. She gets a package of bread yes, from, a, the, from the umbrella and she mm. opens, opens it up and Peter knows what all the breads are and she knows, and that's how she recognizes it's from District 8. Mm-hmm. And even though 11 sorry district, district 11, 11 even and that's how she knows that they were the ones that gave her like the life-saving yes. bread yeah and because so she, she saved know, tried to save, save Rue, so the whole yeah. district like banded together and to get her, her that one loaf of bread which was already an insane amount of money yeah for, for, them, yeah. Like, right. for them to spend on her right. which right. is it like really it i think that was something they should have i kind of feel like they yeah, should have played like, that up yeah. a little bit more in the movie because i feel like that was like um showed how the districts were coming behind her a little bit, yeah. which I feel like you were like, because you didn't grasp that as much. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like you um, didn't grasp that as much from the movies. They normalized it. I'm it. gonna. Yes, you're right, but also because again, because it's not first person. 
we get to have that scene of Rue's dad in the crowd and they start a riot after yeah. she dies. That's true too. So they try to do it with that and then in the second movie on the platform, he's not there, so you know he's dead. Like yeah. you know he died in the in the riot. Mm. So they they tried to Yeah, I'm not saying they didn't try. I'm just saying I think that the bread like the the signification of the bread would have been interesting. And yeah. just food in general because they were starving all the time. Yeah. So Katniss was always describing food cuz she was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I've never yeah, they like really didn't play up the food very much and I feel like it was an important aspect hmm. of the movie." Well, I also so. think that um no one really believed that any of them were starving. No, they yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, it wouldn't none have made of them as much really sense. <laughs> yeah, because they'd be like, "Why are why does she care about food so much?" Because no one really was thinking like, "Oh, she's yeah. they're starving." Well, that was part of the the reason that she, like you said that the movie was hard to believe at first because you didn't understand how they could get to the the point of deprivation of wanting to yeah. do something like this. Yeah, and I feel like that was part where they kind of like PG'd it for like kids. Yeah. they didn't want to like show the horrifications, yeah. and in doing so, they kind of lost that a little bit. Oh, also, there's a really strange montage in the very beginning of the movie where it shows what life is like and it shows people in their broken down huts and miners going to work. And it's all filmed in the craziest shaky cam. Well, you know who did it, right? Go back to normal. Oh, wait, actually, no, that wasn't. Steven Soderbergh was the second um, director in this and he did a lot of that kind of footage. So like, like the all the second. district, all the district eleven footage and stuff like that was all done by second Soderbergh. Yeah. So the original yeah. director was Gary Ross, and then Steven Soderbergh did the rest. I just hate shake cam. It needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely his style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on crack. Okay. <laughs> But I think that's why you get two different aspects of oh, the movie, yeah. like a two different film, because like the fight scenes are always done. I mean, the war scenes are always done by him. And then so it was mm. like, interesting. Makes sense. Oh, something that made no sense to me in the book is they save all the arenas every year instead of reusing it. And then it's like tourist things where people go. I'm like, you have that much room that you have Damn. saved 74 arenas for <laughs> people. They're like, arenas. and you have t- like, organized transportation to in like tour buses to each of those that i didn't believe that in well, any way <laughs> yeah but you also got to think about from a from a district point of view how wasteful they are i mean they literally have something for you to like throw up throw your up food your food when the districts are starving <laughs> yeah. like just I, there's just like, like a, there's a warped view of like just stupidity of yeah. like and yet doesn't that's hard to comprehend when you don't feel like, like when you're not a wasteful also person. Also when you're from California when there's no space. Yeah. <laughs> and West it's a different Virginia, kind of perspective. Yeah, like where I'm from there's like just a ton of nothing. There would totally be room to do that there. <laughs> right, but if they don't <laughs> but if they don't have any people anywhere because there's so much space then who are all these people going to these 74 arenas like taking their kids on they have annual passes. <laughs> this is their Disneyland. <laughs> One pass gets you into all the arenas. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you check out your walkout dates. Right yeah. <laughs> Plus the water park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So in the book, yeah. Could, could all the arenas be right next to each other? I mean, but they're, they're huge. Close. They're like huge. But I'm sure they're close. Like, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure they're not far they're from not each other. Like they're just like huge, so I feel like they're not. It's like probably the size of a football stadium. That's what I'm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how that, I pictured it. That's it was how I pictured the size it. Of a football field. Something I thought was interesting is at the end of this book, Peter loses his leg, 
and, and they, they don't do that in the movie they at bring all. it up again in the next book and then the third book it's like well, because he has like a, he's, he has like a, doesn't he have like well, a? He printed that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he walks with like a limp and stuff, but then all, suddenly in the third yeah, book, it's, it's gone. Like wow. nobody talks about it. Um, well, I don't. I didn't even get the feeling that he lost his leg in the I movie. Didn't even talk, I, I don't I think that they tell that. Leg. I think they just say he injured his foot. Yeah, and, I thought and that's it was it. like that. He injured. And then him. in the book, he like legitimately lost, lost his, his leg. leg. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like they don't. And he's like, like it's a big thing throughout the entire rest of the series. Well, what, yeah. Except for like the a third plastic book. leg. Like, what does he get? Yeah, yeah, they, they give have, him a prosthetic. Yeah, yeah it was, okay. it was metal, prosthetic. Yeah. So. Yeah, like one of those like astronaut legs. He's they just, just got more developed as it, through the third book, and by the third book, it was like he was so used to having it, you didn't even notice. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> he like figured it out. Um, well, it doesn't make sense. He would. Because this is what, what what year does this take place in? Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. <laughs> future. We think at some point in the future. Future. Like yeah, eventually. I mean, if they if have you, healing solve that like you basically spread yeah. on your thing and it like you you're get better. You would have like an advanced replacement leg. So once he gets used to I it, I don't think he'd they don't be limping anymore. That they could just like you could just grow a limb back yet. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, thought about that. that? I'm like, wait, what's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> fact check <laughs> um, but something I really appreciate about that is in the book Katniss ties um, a tourniquet and she's very hesitant to do this um, and that's also another reason why Peter loses his leg because they can't do anything else about it um, and I see this in a lot of shows where somebody will just tie a tourniquet and everything's fine so here's your well, real life well, well. advice because the <laughs> blood is like um, bound together it mm-hmm. starts to accumulate and you start to get um, poisoning in there oh. Whenever, if you're in a crazy situation where you have to tourniquet somebody you have to timestamp it like get a sharpie right on their skin the medics need to know how long that has been um, bound together because to get a sharpie once you release it all that bad blood will just like it's just really really bad and tourniquets are like a big deal and I think that huh. I appreciate in this book that they treat it like a big deal because first aid is important and, you know, we don't get a lot of accuracy in movies with that, so. It's true. There you go. Well, she draws a lot of her experience from, like, her father's, like, uh, war experiences during, I think it was Vietnam War. Hmm. You guys hear that? Mm-mm. Wait. So her dad was. Her in dad was in one of the was in one of the wars. I don't know. I don't remember which one. Um, well, then it wouldn't be that. No, Suzanne Collins, the author. The author. Oh, the author. I no, 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 no. The author. So she draws a lot of her facts from like foraging and like all of that stuff from him because they were alive in the depression, and then he was, and then he had like a lot of war stories that he would tell her. So she, that's where she draws a lot of this okay. information Makes from. Sense. I did not know that. That's very interesting. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> what else you got, Tabby? Mm. I don't know. You got all the questions over oh, there. Oh, I just really love the the music. James Newton Howard has done a lot of work. Good stuff. I'm surprised that you have not brought up the costumes. Like with your love for costumes, like I was waiting for it. Um, the I think the second movie does the best job of the costumes where they really have the budget. That butterfly dress, I think it's a oh, I think it's a Valentino dress that Effie wears. Oh yeah, they like has, literally like, the make that everywhere. from paper. Um. I don't know that it's paper. The dress is an actual dress that you can... All, most of the dresses are just haute couture that you could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the budget went up a lot in the second movie. Oh, yeah. That's why the costumes Definitely. are just so insane. Um, those eyelashes that Effie wears, 
They are paper eyelashes. They cost $20 each. They have the like different shapes on it. Yeah. And they're one-time use because they're made out of paper. Right. Huh. Um, so you can buy them, but, you know, it's really like... For Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the first movie, they used 1,800 costumes that were constructed handmade wow. on the set. That's and there was uh, 450 wigs and 35 full-time makeup artists that were, like, awesome. on set at all times. Wow. Which I thought yeah. was crazy. You looked all that up, did I you? did. I'm, <laughs> I'm smart. Do we think... Okay, so this this is what? Young adult genre, technically, right? Yeah. Is this Is this the height of the young adult genre? Because... I don't read a lot of young adults, so I. I'm can't. saying, like, I do. even just as far as movies are concerned, right? Because I feel like we we started in 2001 with Harry Potter, and then I feel like Hunger Games. When the when's the last Hunger Games movie? Like 2016, 15, yeah, something. Are you like asking that. if we're gonna get more? Because like, I, well, I don't, I don't. Well, they have to get a next series. Like, they they just need like, to find. They tried but but, to but, I, but I think I feel like we had this run of all these different. Yeah. Young well, they had this genre, run. and I feel like now we're on to the next thing, like the superheroes. Well, they or, tried you know. to do Divergent, but it was bad. Right. <laughs> but they just did a really <laughs> bad version of it. Yeah. <laughs> but so that bad. I think that was their fault. I mean, they. I, I read like I'm in the process of reading the Divergent books, and I've yeah. read, I've seen all the movies because my daughter loves them, and like there's the books are so much better yeah. than the movie, well, and I, like I had no idea until I read the books yeah, like how that. bad I, I really, they they changed so much of the story that and then also just like the actors aren't I don't really like any of the actors I really yeah. really don't like Shailene Woodley I like don't like her acting style at all like sorry <laughs> but it's just the truth and uh, that kind of just ruined it for me because she's just so like. So no like expression. They've, they've tried. They've like thrown other stuff at it, and I just don't think anything's sticking. Yeah. I think we've just well, kind of moved there's... on with the genre. Like, no, I don't feel we like we're like done. I just feel it. like it's just calming down, and that. we're gonna come back mm. up. I mean, you have to get something else that's really good, and it has to just be done right. That's the problem. I think that every movie, like also Maze Runner, they tried that. I liked the Maze Runner. I, I thought it was the all right. First one, I liked that. Yeah, movie. I thought it was fine. But um, that's what I'm just... saying. But I feel like we go through like different genres that we collectively all. Well, I think watch that what happens theater. is is that we like get one or two really good, and then exactly. they make a saturation of them and try and make right. every single one, and then people are like, "No, these are all stupid now." Yeah. And then they wait, and then another good one comes out, and then they, they do that. What they try to do is they try to just copy. What, like, yeah, what's working? Movies just like just like with what the what's Hunger going Games on. Yeah. yeah, exactly what's going on with like the Marvel movies now. But that you like can't there's do that. so many like Marvel movies. It's like such a saturated where eventually it's like. It's but why gonna, would it go back? I mean, I just I feel like why would it go back? Cycle. I don't know why are they making Child's Play again. There's an. There's like <laughs> because another they cycle old series somewhere down the road, but I don't like. I feel like we had this run from like for like I don't I mean, know, 15 years of all these different. Yeah. Series. I just, I don't know. Like, we were just all obsessed with that genre for a while. Like, starting with Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Bringing up the... But I think that happens with all genres. Like, there was a huge no, time when, like, does. romance comedies right. were, like, a huge thing. And, like, every movie that asking, came out. I and then, like, like Hunger Games. Nanette's Hunger Games action. so... It's the end. It's, it's like, the end game. Well, it's such a great... <laughs> it's, it's, like, a great movie series. And so many... Like, such a wide range of ages can watch it. And it's a right. fantastic adaption. I'm just like, can you... I don't know that that's getting topped anytime soon. Mm. That's all I'm mm. saying. Yeah. I, I feel Nobody like that was has the, Donald yeah. Sutherland and uh, Stanley exactly. Tucci. I just feel like yeah. it's kind of the height, <laughs> as far as the movie's concerned anyway, it's kind of the height of that genre. Like, yeah. I feel like that's the thing to beat whoever comes next. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny that you it. mentioned Donald Sutherland. He, uh, you know, that he like there's the least written about the snow in the book. Like, That's there's true. not really a lot That's of information true. on snow. So Donald Sutherland went totally like method, and he had like read the books and was like obsessed with them because his kids were obsessed with them. So they like, wrote this letter. It's called Letters from the Wait, Rose how Garden. How old are his kids? He's like eighty years old. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was I, maybe it was just him. I maybe I'm like Looking mixing two up. stories. Um, but he wrote like the director letters from a, a like a story like a letters from the rose garden like this thing to like get the role uh-huh. and like huh. went through this whole like process and that's Still why he got hustling, it Donald. I, I didn't like know that it. he would even have to yeah he didn't <laughs> but he did and he like he like made a big he completely developed that character all by himself like it was interesting like he he's the one that put the importance on the roses and everything like that this is okay this is cheating because it's in the second movie and we're not supposed to talk about that but um <gasps> it mentions in the book that he has a granddaughter um, yeah. And putting the granddaughter into the movie is a absolutely brilliant way to show Katniss's effect in these little scenes that I would not have thought of. Oh yeah, where the granddaughter has the same hair and he goes oh, and she goes, yeah, "Oh, yeah. everybody's everybody's wearing it like that." And that's all you need to know as a viewer of what an effect Katniss is having. That's probably the only <laughs> thing I would have thought of is like showing a crowd of capital people and they all sort of look like Katniss. That would have been dumb. Mm-hmm. And luckily I didn't make that movie. So <laughs> I'm like, this is just and like I watched that and you take those little scenes for granted, but I'm like, that's actually really smart. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um actually the costume designer Juliana Makovsky, she did a lot of work for Marvel as well. Oh really? I looked her up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't go into that. I just thought you I'm just surprised because you're so obsessed with and I think the costumes in the movie are I mean, I definitely think they get better as time yeah, goes on, yeah. but I still think that they were pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I thought they were really great. I think that, like, they stood out to me reading them more, because, like, you know, when you're reading it, you're, like, just imagining, especially, like, Katniss and Peeta's when they were on the and All the fire. Yeah. I thought they did that so well. I thought they the, did good. Yeah, with but, them like, being on fire. But, like, I don't fire. know. When you're, I'm, like, you're imagining it, you're just like, oh, my gosh, like, this must be... Yeah, you your know. imagination is always going to be better right, than the reality, because right. there's yeah. only certain things you can do. Um, I mean, even with the mutations with like the capital oh, yeah. people, like the mutations in the book were like way more grotesque and like way more. I mean, I think the third movie, like they actually like the show tigers like the character. tigress character, yeah. but like Octavia, I think was, is that the one that has like her skin like dyed yeah. uh, green in oh, the book? Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. that's not showed at all. Like in the the movie, right. I, like, I don't recall her skin being like green. No, I mean Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. That too. The thing that bothers me is the costumes are so well done, and then the capital city is a huge disappointment to me that does not get better in any of the subsequent movies, because it's it's sci-fi done wrong. It's like, oh, we need a future city, it's going to be clean and gray, and it's going to not have any character, when this capital in the books is like... Colorful. Colorful, candy-colored. I'm imagining like... Rococo style. I'm imagining. Willy Wonka's chocolate. Yeah, 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 Louis Louis yeah. the Fourteenth stuff, <laughs> and just to give you like a really good example of that is actually Wakanda and the Black Panther. Oh How yeah, it is yeah, yeah. Futuristic, but it has mm. so much character, so much life. There's graffiti on the walls. There's art in the like lab that the sister works in. There's yeah, it's an incredible piece of like world building and the capital is just every shot of like the streets just there's a gray building we're done here and i'm like ah 
so yeah, frustrating. <laughs> especially like in the last one where they do all the scenes and you see like them walking yeah, through. Walking you're like through looking it. at the you're like looking at the city and it you're like so disappointed. It looks very like Nazi architecture. Yeah, <laughs> like it was just like it was just like brick brick and everywhere. Like, I'm like, it looks this like East Germany. Really yeah, work for me. Trying, like, trying look, I don't know if they're just trying to make it look evil. Or I don't know, but it just it it has no character. There's no, no and, artistic I mean, like, direction behind it. They go, they I mean, they're a little bit better when they do in like the actual rooms. But like that's even true. like the rooms, yeah. like inside, like the pink room upstairs that yeah. they all like the take. That's a little bit better, great. but like <laughs> I don't know who was in charge of so the, the architecture, but they failed. Designer to help. Yeah, never showed up to any of the meetings. It doesn't always make late. sense with like the. You know what everyone's wearing and their makeup. Exactly. And, you know. yeah, it didn't yeah. really coincide. No. <laughs> Fun fact: Did you know when they released this movie, there was a whole like they released all this makeup so you could make yourself look like mm-hmm. the people from the Capitol, mm-hmm. which I find kind of strange because they're like the evil people. Yeah. That, no, yeah. they do that with everyone. They do that with every show. Urban Decay will bring out like a palette. Pirates of the Caribbean. When was the last one? Game of Thrones right. has a palette. It's a pretty like common thing to people? do. Sure. Yeah. Let's look like a lancer. It's, it's, yeah, it's a pretty Well, it's not like they're going to want them to look industry. like the people from the scene. I know. <laughs> you can't sell that. Yeah. <laughs> With like know, urban decay. odd to like promote to sell stuff for the evil character. Well, but you know. also have to think like they didn't think that they were evil. Like the capital people didn't think they were evil. It's sure. not that the capital people the are Nazis evil. It's it's right. That's true. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's not the capital people that are evil. It's just... That it's just Duh. President Snow, yeah. like mm. using them as pawns too. They don't. They were raised that way. They don't they understand what's that wrong. Normal. That's yeah. a terrible excuse. I, uh, I can't absolve those people of all of responsibility. Nazi yeah. I'm not a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> it's not like they're going out and like slitting their throats themselves, but they yeah. are making it so it's okay. That's like just as I'm bad. Not, <laughs> what yeah. Are you talking yeah, but I mean, look at how <laughs> easy in the end of the movie, like, spoiler alert, um, in the end of the movie, when like they ask everybody around the table to like flip and flip, yeah, and do well, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it was so easy for them to flip. They were like, yeah, like let's use right, but the that doesn't case. make what they did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm not saying it is, but I'm people. just saying like yeah. when people just, like they went through a horrible war and then that's what happened. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that it was okay, and I'm not mm. saying that I agree sounds with like it. Sounds like you're justifying it. I just have the I'm not justifying it. I would have definitely been more of a Katniss character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Knowing me. No way. You'd be like one of those careers. You're like working out all the time. You'd be trained, ready to go at the Hunger Games. I am way too empathetic to like ever be like that. <laughs> to, to ever murder someone. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would have a problem with that. I'd be that child just hiding in the bushes. Like, don't talk to me. You'd be primrose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but just sorry, like going with that theme of doing marketing for kind of the evil side of the story. There in Dubai, there's this huh. like Hollywood theme park, and there's a whole Hunger Games theme park section in this theme. Why park. aren't we there? And it's all <laughs> let's go right now. All the buildings in the in that theme park section look like that Nazi architecture. It's these big gray oh, buildings. That's so odd. With like the main centerpiece being. Um, like what's the building in the middle of the, the justice district? Building? Uh, not Hall of Justice. That's what's uh, yeah. It's like the Justice Building. It's the something Justice Building, right? That's like the main. I don't know, it just strikes me as weird that that's 
like you would put that in a theme park. Huh. You know what I mean? I don't know. Huh. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the kids get selected yeah. to go die. Put it in the theme Are park. Are you saying it's like mentors going to the arenas and reenacting the fun deaths? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just like just going with that just whole have theme. all 74 arenas there. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there is a theme park section in Dubai just for the Hunger Games. And they were going to make an entire theme park in Atlanta exclusively for the Hunger Games, like Lionsgate, the, the people distributed the movie, they yeah. were like doing this whole thing. It got scrapped though. I feel like someone came to their senses. Yeah. <laughs> is it Gregory like the people is wrong? <laughs> Maybe this isn't such Let's a good theme, theme park, park for that a looks kid. Like World War Two. <laughs> is it like those people who dressed up as the sexy handmaidens for yeah, Halloween exactly. and it was like really inappropriate? <laughs> Just, it seems like Adjusting it's a weird kids thing. up as the cute chimney sweeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chimney sweeps coming full circle. <laughs> that was on last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that they also talk about a lot in the book, but I don't think makes very good TV, is that uh, doing the training and doing a lot of the games. Most of it is um, survival training and finding mm. food and finding water, yeah. which, which would make sense. it would probably be really boring to see Jennifer Lawrence be like, I'm thirsty all the time. So, yeah. um, <laughs> it doesn't make for fun. <laughs> well, something that I thought was weird in that was uh, you see Foxface, like she's. Oh, like, she's the I, best. She's so I cool. Know, she's yeah. amazing. She's like an expert on the like uh, plant life and all that. Wait, yeah. wait, they don't say that she's an expert on but plant life. But in the movie, when you're watching, like, she's, like, on the computer and she's, like, matching all the plants. And, like, oh, I forgot about that scene, but they don't, like, go into that in the book. No, they don't they mention don't. it at all, so. But yeah, then why the doesn't movie, she know she the dies. berries? Yeah. yeah she dies by plants. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> was it maybe just sense. matching the same items as fast as possible? I don't possible? know. I just, it just came off to me as, like, oh, she's, huh. like, a plant expert. And then well, I know it was supposed to be like a puzzle, at least how that's how explained it in the book. I'm not really sure yeah. if they were if they went into her being a plant expert, but yeah. they definitely play up the fact that she's supposed to be like wickedly smart. Yeah, yeah. And also, what's interesting is that the career districts don't have any foraging skills because all they could do is like kill Work everyone out. else and mm-hmm. gather all the like stuff right. they had. Yeah. So it was interesting in the book to see Katniss actually be better at certain things because she knows how to like. Get yeah, squirrels or like get, um, right. get certain things. Makes so, sense. um, what? How, how did Peter learn how to do that makeup so well? Is that ever explained? He's a it's pastry he's chef. A pastry yeah, chef. He he's cakes. he decorates. He's an You've artist. Never heard of the tree bar. Well, well, they play up in the movie. I mean, in the books, they play up that he's an actual artist. Too. Yeah. Like they, they, like. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is there more in the book? On in the that? books, no. Not in the first one. Because there in the movie, is in all of a sudden, you see Peter, and he like. That's your favorite like part of the movie? When like like he's on the floor. <laughs> he's like on the I think it floor. looks so funny. It's like, tree pita. <laughs> I was just like, wait, why? how did he get so good at doing makeup? <laughs> and where did he get the makeup? I don't know. Oh, that's just dyes from the you know, mud. Natural and, dyes, yeah. or is it cake frosting? It's not cake frosting. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, the painting thing really bothered me because he suddenly, now that he's a victor, he has money to buy art supplies. And mm-hmm. he's a great painter right away because he's an artist, which always bothers me. Everybody's <laughs> good right away at what they're doing. 
Sometimes you just have to understand that some people are savants about things, honey. And you can't, it doesn't take a lot of work to get that way. They're just that way. It's just who they are. Yeah. It's It's part of them. But the book doesn't treat it like that. It's just like, he's not amazing at like. He was a catch. He's (laughs) He's good at everything. He's an artist. He's an artist. He's sweet. And he bakes. What's your problem, Kat? <laughs> Husband of the year. <laughs> that is great. Team Hunk. Team Peta. <laughs> it's so frustrating to watch though Liam Hemsworth do like one thing after the other for Katniss, and by the end she's like, goodbye. <laughs> you never. <laughs> He was in the friend zone. I, I, I like never, I, I, I don't know. Did you ever change your opinion on that? Just like from the books, like after reading like more of a character development uh, from I him? I think it just got more, it, it made more sense in the book, but the movie it did not handle that very well. No, they like we, we really didn't. We all know didn't. he's the lesser Hemsworth. I mean, who would want to <laughs> They should have gotten Chris. <laughs> Dude, you need to see Isn't It Romantic? I know. It's it so, so amazing. funny in that. <laughs> he is so good. um yeah no i mean i i think that in the movie they really didn't do a great character development with um, yeah gail i like i didn't i didn't hate him in the movie as much as i that for guy anyway gail but in the books like i started to hate him like hardcore like (laughs) didn't like him from start like and so i guess because and that's funny because she watched the movies first yeah and she's like i don't get it and i'm like wait till you read the books yeah (laughs) I remember Gail still does a lot of stuff. Yeah. I remember in the second one when like he got beaten and she like kissed him and I was so mad. Yeah. (laughs) Don't kiss him just because he got beaten. Who are you? I was so angry. Well that's her MO, that's what he says. And like, you know, in the movie How dare you? (laughs) Peter loves you. (laughs) Peter's amazing. He baits. And Brittany's yeah. screaming at the book. <laughs> yeah. Bread boy, bread boy. <laughs> Brian. Going to full on tantrum. I would love you. you know? the wall. <laughs> I would never treat you like this. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I remember like thinking that. And in the movie, like honestly, in the movie, Gail just came off kind of boring to me. Yeah, he it was, was really boring. like yeah. they He's just like, did nothing. No yeah, they didn't really develop him in any way, shape, or form. Like you don't feel. As it's much. like he whenever he came on the screen is when I was like, okay, time to go on my phone. It's very <laughs> he, it was just very pathetic, kind yeah. of like you Nothing. just kind of was like, Meh. yeah. Meh. I feel like they're trying to make you feel sorry for him all the time, and it's like, well, I, but I don't care. I did. I hated him at the end. I no, I'm him. I'm not kidding. Like we, I yeah. like I. I hated. didn't have that effect. Really, because I can see how people would just be so angry that they want to. It, it's really like fine to be like, oh, I'd be above it all and want to save everyone. I know that I personally, that's not me. I would be, if I saw the things that he was witnessing all the time, I couldn't with, you know, all confidence say like, yeah. oh, I would be a little Peter Angel. Yeah, no. You know, it's, I, I get his character. <laughs> I get what he's, what he's sure. going through. Also, the, the tracker, Janker hallucination mm-hmm. in the movie it's a really, really excellent use of um, flashbacks and what happened to her dad because they show him the yes, mine exploding. That was, yeah, that was quite exploding. brilliant. I actually really liked um, that. And I actually forgot about that scene. I was like, oh, how do they do they mention the dad? And then they have that scene in yeah. there. And I was like, oh, that's really another great idea yeah. that I yeah. wouldn't have thought of. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's a fun fact. Because District 12 is supposed to take place in West Virginia. 
And like the reason that like that is the way it is is because West Virginia is known for its coal mining and for all of its mining. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah the capital is actually supposed to be in Colorado. It's like they they well, put it oh, like because near of the Colorado. Mountains? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. That makes sense because you're like drinking out of your Colorado glass over there. I am. Like, no, I like it my says, brewery. Sorry, the glass says Colorado. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> they really oh, hyphenate. So obnoxious. So everyone in the capital got way too high and started putting on all the. Yep, the that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> You think the best scene is Peta? It's the piece of wood. Uh, that, um, that's the best. I think the best scene is Stanley Tucci turning around in his chair with a big smile and like turning to the that's camera. Also fantastic! And every time I'm like, oh my god, he's a god. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It yeah, doesn't he like look him. up? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the last thing I've written down in my notes is um, Cato is just a crazy killer in the books. Yeah. Yeah, Um, you don't, you get a much softer appearance of him. Yeah, in the movie at the end where he's like, I guess I'll just kill Peter because that's all I know to do is bring pride to my district and I don't have any other purpose. And just those lines about him having that existential crisis and of like oh i'm only groomed to be another slave um, for the yeah. capital is i have actually really appreciated that and yeah. i kind of wish that was in the book but well i think that the book that. is a little bit more raw and they, they definitely want, yeah. made this one more he didn't realize that no he no. didn't realize that no. and and a lot of them did not realize yeah. that exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, so i feel like that in the, the book, it, yeah, for the kids, <laughs> for it was kids? it was appreciative, but it was they not wanted, it was not how come, it was meant yeah. to be. They wanted it to mm. be like, oh, look, look, he learned his lesson, kids. Don't don't murder. <laughs> yeah, don't murder. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> but, but yeah, am I the only one who thought it was super rant? Like first time watching the movie, or even still, like when I just watched the movie last week, that like Lanny Kravitz is in the movie. <laughs> funny, funny fact. You know why? I was like, you want to know especially why? Especially the first time, I'm like, is that Lanny Kravitz? <laughs> like, it's so random. The the uh, director won him in it because of his performance in Precious. So they saw him in that role. Oh, God. I forgot oh. yeah. he was in that. that yeah. Movie so he was in that role tough. and the way he was and the way he portrayed that character, that's how they saw Cinna Who being was he on the in screen. Precious? He was the nurse. He was the ma- He was the, the nurse... That was why. Hmm. Yeah. Because you brought that up, so I actually looked it up to try and figure out why they He's would like choose him. He's great in the movie. Oh, he does but... a phenomenal job, but that's it's based on yeah. one other performance that he did, and they saw it, and they, okay. they he didn't even have to like audition or anything. They just were like, well, you're cast in this because of his name. Him weird. and Cinna and Finnick are probably the two characters when I ask people who's your favorite character, they will say. Oh, every single time. One. I like loved Cinna. He was like, I was like tears rolling down oh, my man, cheek when, when, he, he, died. when he died. Yeah. yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. and I feel the same way about Finnick. So yeah, yeah. those were. Uh, and I think those were also exactly kind of how, like you, I I feel like when I watched the movie, like a lot of them were not cast the way that I imagined yeah, them. Not but Finnick, oh yeah, was like so exactly what I pictured. <laughs> like I was like, oh yeah, oh, so that that's yeah. it. That's Literally, exactly what like, I pictured. Finnick, as soon as like the character like came in the books, and like I started reading it, I was like, hmm. And, like, just shortly after, I was like, okay, I don't care about PETA. I don't care about Gail. <laughs> the only person that matters is Finnick. Yeah. But uh, I do like that they cast him as that role because they um, they put 
you know, in the book, they don't really play on like ethnicity. They just say skin tone. Yeah. So like it's either olive or they, or they don't say anything. Or, yeah. No, they don't really. I mean, it's literally like olive or like green or like. Well, yeah. no, Ruth's district, they, they do say do it. They, so. they, yeah, they, they did say it. Then. But they like didn't say anything for him. His description was very just. just the only thing they described for him was that his, his eyes were green. Eyeliner. The Yeah, the yeah. gold eyeliner and that his eyes, that it brought out the green were, in his yeah, eyes. They were like sea green. That's how they kept like, oh, he's like from the ocean. Sea yeah. green. Oh, you mean Finnick? Yeah. No, I was talking about Finnick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Finnick well, they do that too, <laughs> but they That's but it's very... also actually with um, Cinna. Cinna, he's yeah. his eyes are supposed to be green as well. Yeah. I think the but, last person we have to talk about is Woody Harrelson. Right? I love Woody. Him. <laughs> I love him. He's so great. I I, great I, I love yeah, him, he but he's great in everything. We just watched a movie with the him. Highwayman. Oh my god, it was, it was so brilliant. Good. Yeah. Oh, was that good? It was, it was so was good. good. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was like a solid seven out of ten. Like. Good. It's like a good ninety minutes. Like yeah. movie. It's just like there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's just a good movie. Yeah. yeah. It's very like not every movie has to be the most amazing piece of art ever made. Well, know? I mean it's it's a Netflix movie. It's not gonna be like Especially for a Netflix movie. Yeah, it that's good. it was <laughs> And it was the most <laughs> it was like one of the most like uh realistic versions of Bonnie and Clyde that I've seen so far. Because most of them are like so like Bonnie and Clyde like they're gods but this one was yeah. like more realistic mm-hmm. of how like devilishish they actually were yeah yeah which yeah, i found good. i actually woody harrelson in this with his long hair you can tell he's not used to it but i actually really like how he uses it almost as a prop how he's always like pulling his hair out yeah. of his face or i can't see anything <laughs> but i think that character is really insufferable and his addiction is more explained mm-hmm. he's always like sleeping in his vomit in oh, the yeah, book yeah but yeah they really don't i mean they they definitely clean the character up. Clean a the lot. character yeah. up a lot because a lot. they really don't go into like how bad he. he they, they don't show him falling off the stage. That's yeah. true. You yeah. know they don't. They don't. And actually, their description in the book of him is just so much different than what Woody Harrelson brought to the character, because like he's supposed to have like curly dark hair and gray eyes because he's supposed to look like he's from the seam and like Woody Harrelson has long blonde hair. Yeah. The seam <laughs> is the edge of district. 12 and Peter's from inside of town which is why his life is a little bit better than yeah. Katniss's yeah so. I also yeah. think that they maybe should have included a little bit more of a character build up in the movie with why Hamish is the way he is like yeah. in the book you like completely understand that's true and yeah. in the movies you don't like you don't get like what he's been through like yeah. you don't understand why he's just like an a raging alcoholic yeah. you know what i mean and self-medicating you, you self-medicating yeah. like you don't see that same. everything like you don't see how everybody has been murdered yeah. you know what i mean and that was something you brought up mm-hmm. when we were talking about it the other day was how like the characters and overall like you don't see like why they are the way like a lot mm-hmm. of the uh victors like why they are like what happens to them because you don't see in the movie at all like yeah. how you know he exploited uh, exploited there i think the the only scene that you even like hear anything about it is when finnick is like telling the stories yeah. of himself and you know they went into the book very like a lot about how katniss had her like night terrors and she yeah was constantly screaming and she like just every night would wake up you screaming. see her broken in the book yeah. you don't really see yeah. her as broken and in there the was movie. like one scene where like she was like screaming and wakes up and then Peter know, comes there's in. a few of them uh, yeah but it's not, not i mean you don't you don't feel her broken like you just like, yeah. you don't you don't see the brokenness like she's broken in the it's book. like to a degree of like she was just like terrified to sleep like she wouldn't sleep because she was like if i'm gonna sleep i'm gonna have nightmares i'm like i like don't want to see them i don't want to see their faces and like, it, it was the same thing for Hamish, and that's why he drank yeah. so much, because mm-hmm. he didn't want to see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
and you don't get that like feeling from the movie of despair. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't get the darkness. Yeah, like you even see it a little Maybe bit. Like that's just uh, appropriating it for the audience. Yeah, you know, like, of course, of course. But it didn't, it didn't, movie. didn't draw the depth of the characters yeah. a little bit. Um, just because, and when you read the book, Hamish you really is. get it. Like, yeah, that's everything that he is. Is that he just in order to try to have a peace of mind, he just intoxicates himself twenty four seven all the time. And that's just that's his character, <laughs> yeah. and you didn't see that as much at all. They definitely like or like why he character. had given up, yeah. like uh, like why he won't help them in the beginning. Like you yeah. don't really understand why he won't help them in the beginning, and then you like see it. You realize like in the book, you realize that like he's watched Victor after. Yeah. I mean, like uh, he's, he's watched. Help, yeah, and he's, like, he first started to help and then gave up because yeah. he was like, forget it. Like and, everybody's gonna like, die. Yeah, because it was very like I don't want to get to know these people and then they're gonna die again. So it's gonna be like, and know. it's just one more person to add to my yeah. list of deaths. Yeah. Who's so. everyone's favorite character in the Effie. movie? Effie in the movie. In the first one? Wait, which one's Effie again? Elizabeth Banks. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah, we're right. doing the first yeah. one, so we can't put Finnick in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess you could do the whole franchise. I mean, the whole franchise Finnick. I guess. <laughs> but, That's uh, not Mike's... fair, because then I'd have to talk about, <laughs> like, true. Plutarch and all these yeah. really great performances, Mahershal Ali. The first one, oh, my yeah. favorite's probably... Cinna. Cinna's mine. I think in the book it was Peter though, just because of how interested I was in what was going on with him. Um, I feel like I used to, like the first time watching, I was, yeah, I like like Peter a lot. I don't know. I just I'm not. He just kind of bores me now. Like when I watch it again, I'm not like I'm like I'm indifferent about, about you. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you were really. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, we're Team kinda... Peter over here. You got to stop with the negativity toward Peter. <laughs> Just little little doughboy. <laughs> I think that he did such a. I mean, in the first movie, you don't see it as much, but his acting ability in like the second and the third yeah. one to play like some of the, the the scenes that he had to play, he did such a phenomenal job. What went it's wrong true. for him, by the way? Jennifer Lawrence's career went like. Well, he's huh. still. And if it, he I does like I weird think, little indie projects. I think it's a preference. Yeah, I think he I doesn't. Think he I think he made so much money up. He was. He. You have to understand. He's been in it a lot longer than she has. I don't oh, think yeah. he made he's as been, much money as you think. No, I don't think he um, made as much money as she did. But no, like, I also but, don't think he wants to. Like, I don't. You have understand how long he's been acting. He's yeah. been acting since he was like seven. He just or six. wants to bake his bread, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Every time I criticize someone's career, by the way, Stacy's response, no matter who the actor, like she knows them. That's what they. Shows that's what, that's what they, they want. want. <laughs> no, but like I really, he also like, like he's never sure. done any big movies before. I don't think that like the big franchise thing is him. Hmm. Like, well, I mean, he did the the, uh, the rock one, series like ones, the the to the center yeah, of the earth. I feel like that was the biggest one he did. Was the yeah, he did both of those, and then uh, um, Zathura was a big one that I really liked. Yeah, uh, but like none of those are ones that are like that you that you just remember forever. Wait, Brittany, who was your favorite character in the first one? Uh, I know, I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, buying time right now probably probably Rue Rue yeah, yeah. well there's a few Stanley probably Tucci Stanley Tucci yeah. but I, I really that. I honestly really like Woody Harrelson's as well yeah to me he's kind of like for most movies Woody Harrelson is in and it's, I think this one too he's like the rug that ties the room together yeah where he's like <laughs> everything is like really serious and you always kind of have Woody Harrelson yeah. he just kind of livens everything up a little bit. That's true. It, like, doesn't make it so stale. Not that he's, like, a comic relief ever. 
No, he just has not, a way of like breaking. It's just a, there's a certain looseness about what he has. just kind of yeah, yeah. I feel like together. it's his timing, like the way he delivers his yeah. lines. Like he always just like where everything's like. I feel like if you if you think about the movie without Willie Harrelson, everything's kind of like almost stiff, boring, boring, <laughs> like gray, stiff, and then Woody comes in, it kind of just loosens the whole thing up. I a think that's bit. why I, actually, they towards the end also matched up Elizabeth Banks and Woody Harrelson, right? Because they those were the two, two most actors, colorful, there's fun yeah, every yeah. scene together, they're so funny, they're so yeah, great. They really they play off because they're like other. veteran actors, and they're going to yeah. be way more loose in front of the camera than, than like than these new kids on the block, Liam. Yeah. Cunt, what's his name? <laughs> Not Cunningham. That was the last one we did. It was the dad and the little princess. <laughs> I do think that the one thing that they missed in the the movies a little bit that I liked that they did in the book was that how she was reading his um like his gifts. They didn't really play that up like as much. Yeah, in the she movie. didn't get it, as many gifts. Yeah, and also they just didn't play up like. How they talked. Yeah, like how they communicated to each other. And yeah. like, it didn't really develop. I feel like in the movie, like they didn't they show the bond. hatred. Yeah, but yeah. like they sh- they didn't show how much they hated each yeah. other at first and how that developed. Until and I bond. feel like that that was missing in the movie a little bit. And I liked how they did it Yeah, in the because Peter says, you guys are the same person. That's Yeah. Like yeah, and, and I feel like you didn't grasp that until like the second one in the, mo- the, the book. But like you see, like she's always constantly thinking that he hates her. Yeah. And also then realizes that, whole that there's dynamic like a... Of- him, he's like, well, only one person can win, so I'm choosing one person to send my presents to. Mm. And how Peter felt about that, like how it sucks to like not get any like yeah, presents yeah. in the from the sky. And but like, that yeah. that was just because Katniss. it was because he that was the only way to Katniss. Yeah. That was the only way to get Katniss to play along. Like, yeah, it, it, she needed. He already he already knew what to do. Peter already did it. And in the book, you get that feeling where, like, Peter already made the decisions that he needed to make t- to sell himself versus her, which it was like, like he said, it's like pulling. What did he, I don't even remember what the line was, but it was, he's yeah, like, and, it's like pulling. You can't pull anything out of her. You yeah. have to, like, get her to and understand. And Hamish knew that yeah. Peter was legit in love with her. So yeah. he's like, well, he's not going to kill her. So I'm going to yeah. sponsor he, Katniss. He knew Katniss yeah. was the only chance at winning. Yeah. 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 Fun little fact to end it with. So Lionsgate, who released this movie, they were this tiny little studio before this. Were they? I don't yeah. remember. And they're, they're still not, they're not considered a major studio. They're considered like a, there's a term for it. It's like a, like a little giant almost, right? They're like semi-independent studio. Like they're not owned by Universal mm. or any of this shit, but they make some fairly big movies. Um. But their their marketing department only had twenty seven people in it. They were like this oh my tiny God. company, and they went completely guerrilla warfare with the marketing. Because so this movie comes out in two thousand twelve, which is like early days of social media advertising. Like right. no one's advertising on YouTube and Facebook. Mm-hmm. They were one of the first people to use social media because social media advertising was so dirt cheap back then. And they just completely flooded social media with advertising. They did everything in-house. They even they even like took pictures of the actors in-house, which usually gets outsourced just because they didn't have any money to hire like a professional photography company. But just basically beat out all these other major studios releasing movies at the time just because they... They yeah, just thought the outside the box and social just, media. Exactly. Yeah. I just yeah, thought that, that was, was really interesting. Yeah. And they they huh. released their own there's this whole website, I think it's still up, where they made they created their own like Hunger Games magazine that was like from the Capitol basically. And like 
had all these portrait shots of the characters and articles. Oh, I think I saw that actually. But just had all these outside the box ideas, which kind of laid the groundwork of how like all the other major studios then looked at that and were like these like 27 people like beat us at our own game. And you have these people at Universal and Warner Brothers, like thousands of people in the marketing department to where it actually led to a bunch of people being fired because they were like, well, we don't need all these marketing people. Like, look yeah. how this studio. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> that is fascinating. Way to go. Honey. But they, <laughs> I thought it was because I was, I was looking through like the history of young adult, this whole young adult boom I was talking about earlier. And Lionsgate really doubled down on this because I didn't realize they did Hunger Games and then they were like, well, that works. And then they did the Divergent series, they also tried Ender's Game, which totally flopped. Oh, God. But someone over it's there was like, you're an adult, like, get at it. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, now they're releasing John Wick 3 in a month, so they obviously switched gears. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just thought that was interesting how, hmm. yeah, just, like, 27 people, and it's, it became, like, a billion-dollar franchise, and they were just crushing yeah, the marketing. Like, oh. We haven't talked up. about Jennifer Lawrence, like, at all. I don't. I think that they could have put someone else in there that was a really good actor as well, and it would have been just as good. Mm. I don't think she made it, but I, I don't know. I just love Jennifer Lawrence too much. I guess I just this is her thing. No, she and was so can't divorce she her was like from polarizing. it. I don't know. Well, I, I I she really... was so big during these. She movies. was. She like she blew like, up. She was from everywhere. This. I I, I, like, I like her a lot. I I, I yeah. think she's got specific roles, and I think sometimes she. Picks the wrong ones, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah she has, um, she's been on a little bit of a cold streak lately. Yeah, <laughs> I, I well, I, I think she's yeah, she's definitely on a cold streak right now. Um, yeah, but if you look at stuff like American Hustle, where she brings like all the comedy to that, yeah, yeah. Right. no, I, I think that. she, I honestly think that she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. And I didn't think she did a phenomenal job in the thing. I, I love her. Yeah, I, I can't like separate her from this franchise because she's just. It's tough. To me, she's that character. Like, she owns it. Yeah, it's hard. Like, yeah, it's hard to see her as anything else now because that's who. Well, I think that's what a lot. Of, you know, that's almost why she she almost didn't turned down the role yeah. because she didn't want to be a big. Mm. Well, it's, yeah. it's also big commitment. If you look at like Daniel Craig and how excited he was no. to be James Bond, it was a dream come true, and now he's like, oh my god, not another movie. Like, it's like yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and you see the actors in the. Marvel movies who are just like, when will this be over? Yeah, like, kill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's always like when you hear actors complain. I'm always just kind of like, well, just keep it to yourself. You just <laughs> made how much money off that movie? Shove it up your butt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think that's what annoyed me about the last when Jennifer Lawrence did Red Sparrow like a year or so ago. It was like this huge, just like this action movie. She's yeah. like starring in it. Like it needs to do well. And then just at the end of her press tour, every interview I would watch with her, she's like complaining about how she's so yeah. sick and tired of doing these press tours. And it's like, well, it's like part of the game. Like, yeah. I used to no be, one wants to hear you complain. I used to be <laughs> yeah. really, really obsessed with her like during the Hunger Games times. But um, it was when she became Mystique and X-Men is when I was like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of her anymore just because... Mystique is one of my favorite characters, oh, like, ever. No. <laughs> it wasn't how I would have done the character, which is fine. I thought she did great in the first one, like, first class. I was like, yeah, I, I like this. Mm-hmm. But as she went on, she was just like, I hate this character so much. Like, I hate playing this part. This is so ridiculous. Like, I wish that they would just write me out already. And I was like, girl, you are living my dream. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not a good look. Not, please do not. Really oh, okay, so it was more, yeah. yeah. It's just not a, it's not a, I, I mean, I in general. That's what other people love about her is that she just kind of speaks her mind, but there's a certain limit to that with yeah. me. 
Yeah. Fun, just... You want you guys want a fun story? So when she was younger, her ki- her parents used to call her girl on fire. Yeah. Um, and it was because they after her they were like done with kids. Yeah. <laughs> they were like literally like we're not having anymore. Well, she's the fourth kid, right? They have a Is lot she? of kids, I think. Doesn't she have three I other brothers? Three brothers yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but also I can't like. I think it was during this time when she had so much stuff coming up and she was at the Oscars and I saw her on like Letterman or something and she was like, I'm just so tired. And like I legit just saw somebody who was like work to the bone, like gets up early in the morning, like goes like, mm-hmm. like, it, like, yeah, she complains so much, but also I'm like, yeah, these people go through so yeah, much work sure. that we can't even imagine. And no, like you have and uh, constantly performing to be somebody else and somebody who's like all done up and like, and also there was that big thing where she just had so much trouble. I mean, they all do with like the paparazzi where she yeah. couldn't leave her home. Yeah. I know that was a really big deal. And she tried to like sneak out once. She has that story about that she tells like Josh Hutcherson doing one of the video uh, interviews. Mm-hmm. And he like couldn't even believe it because he didn't get the same kind of right, like attention. people following him. Yeah. Like, And it was like a reporter who was like, flipping her off and following her around in her car and like taking pictures of her and he had like a date with him too just to follow her around Sarah Johansson just had like a really creepy yeah Sarah Johansson just had like a super creepy situation too where she had like she almost filed a police report because like one of these paparazzi guys I mean it's just all over the news like and actually something that we don't know is people who are in political positions and these um celebrities actually have less rights to do that um I learned Mm. about that in my business law class so they not only are they harassed constantly, especially the women, but then they actually have less legal ground to do anything yeah, against it. About it yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. That yeah, it's just tough to there's, be. There's a balance to yeah. it. Like, well, I don't need to hear you complain every single press tour about. It's also like learning your own balance, like learning your own, like yeah, if, if you're so tired, that, yeah. stop taking so many yeah. roles, you know, like you that's why I said like, you, you well, I think she did. I mean, she hasn't yeah. done that much. Well, that's what I'm saying. You get to a point where you learn like, okay, maybe I need to let my mm-hmm. popularity cool down a little yeah. bit. And I think that's why you get some of these people that like, well, like Woody Harrelson, who like specifically takes smaller, you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't take right. the big he's roles anymore because, the, yeah. because he's more of a character actor. And like, there are actors that are perfectly content just always being but that character hard for her because i feel like when someone gets her they're like well now we're gonna turn this into a main character that's exactly what happened in x-men yeah. mystique is not a main character yeah and mm, they, yeah you almost yeah. can't get her for these like side and roles now, anymore. Like, now she yeah. is right well she has a going like, rate if you're yeah. gonna spend that much money on an actor it's like you're not just gonna use them for exactly scenes. yeah because yeah and that well and that's i said thing. it's also though it's like it's that's the choice that they make like they choose yeah. to either take the smaller roles and take a little bit less. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or take the bigger roles and then you have the popularity that goes with it. It's a decision. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And also I think it was during both of the Mockingjay years that she was um, rated as the highest paid actress in all yeah. of Hollywood. Like, yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. J-Law. <laughs> <laughs> we see you. We see you, you out J-Law. there. We feel your pain. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of pressure, especially if you're the star. Because if you're the star and then the movie flops, it's like, they're not just going to give you another starring role right away because it's, there's people like trying to make their money back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you got all that pressure of like, well, if I flop this, then all these people lose their money that like back the movie because of me. So yeah. it can't be easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. not. All right. Any other uh, Hunger Games thoughts? 
silence. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Folks, thank you so much for listening. We failed to mention earlier in our bread discussion that the country Katniss inhabits is, of course, called bread, adding to the symbolism of the different kinds of bread in the book. And as a German, I really appreciate that because there's a war on gluten right now. Tell us what you think at modernlifepod at gmail.com and we'll see you next time. <laughs>